you have anything juicy? I'm trying to think. It hasn't really been anything like, well, the Trey songs, right? No, it's just sexual abusey. Not juicy enough for Not you? Not juicy, sexual abusey. <laughs> um, Mike Tyson, fuck, because we talk deep shit too. Yeah. Don't be getting too, you don't be getting Mike Tyson deep. Yeah, Mike Tyson gets like, I don't like, know. We get Aaron, deep what though do you think too. About we... your life and the trajectory of your future. Oh, I was just talking Why about do you, this. Do you feel like what do you what do you think of what do you think happens after you die? You realize you ain't shit. Life ain't life ain't really shit except what your ego tells you it is. Sometimes you gotta just kill your ego. You've been listening to Mike Tyson, but it's not in the nature of man. That's why in the Romans, they had the gladiator, you know, stadiums, the domes, and they would fight to the death so that the rich could be entertained. It just puts it into perspective that your life might not be shit, but your ego yearns for your life to be something. Yo. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Mike. Gotta kill your ego. Thank you, Mike. First in the beach with a million How's dollar your auto. Everything don't need to be addressed. All right, so let's get into it, though. Looks like a FedEx truck. It's your weekly dose. If it's worth talking about, we talking about it. What up, y'all? You already know. What we talking about? What we talking about? Yo, only one thing to talk about this year, this week. Push a T. This, this year. <laughs> this year. It might be just this year, too. You never know, because right now, this might be the album of the year. Yo, is it dry that's yet? People, that's what some people say. Is it dry saying. yet or is it almost dry? Almost. Almost. Okay. almost. I don't know though because it's never dry for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. T- TMI, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it depends how you take it. What I'm saying. Listen. <laughs> um, I was gonna say some people are saying album of the year, and then. I'm so surprised at how much I'm reading like Instagram comments and seeing people like try to shit on Pusha T in this album. And I like when I'm reading those kind of comments, I'm like, this probably some cornball that don't really know Pusha. It's somebody who's part of the feels like he only knows because he they only know Pusha because of the Drake shit, maybe. And I say this, I I usually it's it's embarrassing how many of those I I usually take the temperature of like albums by going to twitter i think you get a better barometer of like what the feeling is on twitter than you do instagram because instagram is very spammy so you get like a lot of weird shit on instagram in the comment sections i don't really go by that um on twitter what what's what's the twitter verse saying what's elon musk saying elon musk basically matter of fact elon musk i'm gonna i'm gonna tie i'm gonna tie elon musk into pusher in a second but um (laughs) Nah, <laughs> wow me. Yeah, yeah. I'm very I curious. Am. I am. You're gonna be yeah. amazed. But nah, um, Elon Musk is the Dr. Seuss of cocaine as well. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Elon Musk bought Dr. Seuss. Anyway, nah, wow. nah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was nah, it. Nah, nah. So, okay. from what I see, it's over. It's pretty unanimous in terms of like the acclaim that it's getting on Twitter. Like, people is fucking with it heavy. Some people are saying that it's a classic. Some people are saying that it's his best album. Some people are saying... Uh, throwing, throwing classic around after five days? 
I mean, some some shit hits immediate. I ain't mad at it. Um, oh, you ain't mad at that? That's, that's, nah. Yeah, that's that's so, what I was trying to say about Drake. <laughs> nah. Who put in work for Yo, years man. to get that stamp? Let's not talk about Drake and Josh when we talk about Pusha T. Like, ghosts, <laughs> just. Classics is classic. We talked about them when we talked about Ti. What's the difference? Ti is not push push a T. Respectfully, you're in the hot seat now. You're in the hot seat now. We about to light your ass but, up. But nah, I've seen it. The overwhelming majority. Now, I mean, yo, there's nothing that's 100 percent unanimous in terms of like everybody's gonna have opinions. I see some people talk saying that it's mid. Some people were saying like. uh Oh, I, I mean, it's good. It ain't that good? Like, people ain't nothing calm mid, down. but the weed they smoking, pretty much. But um, I'm gonna say it right now. That shit's a classic. I agree. That shit's going down as a classic. Really, I agree. I'm, I don't think there's any skips on. Nah, there's no skips. no skips. I listen to that shit on rotation. No this fucking album over is flawless. And over and over. Like my roommate Kenneth was like, "Yo, you really fucking with that album, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, just let it play." I just let it play. Yo, that, I just let it play. This, you trapping now. The shit is immediate. You cooking in the kitchen. You should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you pour all the Pyrex shit. <laughs> nah, but that Eric loves it. He loves it. <laughs> I just, I just like. I don't Eric's know. like now. Y'all talking my talk. Eric listens to it with no pants on. No man, bro. I just, I it just, it. I get to live out my coke fantasies when I listen to Pusha T and albums like this. Let's be honest. I'm the furthest, I'm the furthest thing from a from a fucking coke dealer or any of that. But like, <laughs> when I listen to this shit, like, I really want to be fucking just like, you know, yeah. doing some wild shit, making it snow in the summer. Exactly. I'm trying to. You feel me? I'm trying to do lines off of strippers' titties. You know, like let's let's get let's get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, Trey Zones. I was gonna say, what's what's your favorite track off the album? Let's start there. For me, I could go first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you, you go, go. first. You go first. Oh. I mean, it's hard. And do y'all count? Because I was telling Aaron earlier or the other day. Like yesterday, when I'm looking at an album after I listen to it, and I'm like, oh, what's my favorite track off of it? I don't even, I can't really place the singles within the rest of the album anymore because I've just heard the singles so much. So like, nah, I I still one hundred percent consider it or no? embrace the singles. Okay, I'm not gonna Diet Coke is still like top five to me on the album. Okay. Um, so what's your favorite though? If you had a pick, I, that, that's where I was going. Like I really love all the songs, but if I had to pick, all right. So pick three. Okay. Okay, but I'll I'll still definitely. list them. Like like number one would probably be, as of right now, "Smoke and Shine the Coop." Let the smoke shine. The, if money is the root, what? Oh, anyway, uh, Brambleton intro because. Once I heard that intro, and I hope 95% of the people who heard this so album, hard. when they heard that intro, felt like they were about to hear a classic Clips album. I felt like I was back in 2006, Hell Hath No Fury. Definitely Hell Hath No Fury. Oh my God. So I would say smoke. let the smoker shine the coops. Brambleton. Then it's a toss up for me between 
it's like three songs where it could be my top in my top three, but they're definitely in my top five. And it's a tie between um Call My Bluff because of that flow. Love it. And his tone sounds a little like Mace. Am I the only one that thinks definitely? So? Right? He had yeah, the Mace tone on it. Um, Call My Bluff. Uh, Scrape It Off really grew on me a lot. And um, Diet Coke. Hmm. Okay. Those would be my top five songs. For me, Brambleton, I can't get enough of that track. Like, literally the first three tracks, I will just run back for like an hour straight. Like, I could literally do that. It could, I could just turn yeah. the album into an EP and just do, like, the first five songs. Actually, the first five, Neck and Wrist, and then Just So You Remember. So, for me... Just So You Remember. Oh, oh God. And the, that sample... When I heard that sample, I was like, nah, but Also, do you hear his flow and how he's like, just so you remember? Like, he's like... Like, the inflections in his voice and the way yeah. he's delivering... Is like you've never heard him like this before, quite like this. But that's something I was gonna say though about the whole album. Like, I don't think there was a flaw in any verse Pusha put on this album. Yeah, he made sure like every verse was perfect. Like, I don't. It just blows my mind. Like every verse is hard, even on a song like "Dreaming of the What's it Called Dreaming of the Past." Dreaming of the Past. Yeah. That's the Kanye feature. I f- that's the first Kanye record on the album and Kanye's on it but the beat don't hit like the Pharrell beats it's more sample driven old school Kanye very is is kind of Daytona like and it's very kind of like Otis like yes where it's more heavy on the sample than really like the 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 other instruments around it but like those, but when you hear those verses, like you don't need drums on that beat because you need to hear what the fuck Push is saying on that. That's shit. a great like, point. Just oh to hop God. on that point, though, I think what is beautiful about this album and the way that it's produced is that there's a minimalist kind of uh, feel to the production. I'm not saying that it's simple necessarily, but like you could be simple and complex with production, and I think. All like the way it's produced, the way the beats are formatted and laid out, it's all purposeful. And because the biggest instrument on any track is Pusha's voice and his lyrics. And like you want to have that shine. Sometimes in the past, you know, and it's not only Pusha, sometimes a great lyricist, a great rapper could kind of get lost in the instrumentation of the beat. If there's too much going on, you kind of as a producer want to strip some of that back. It's really about making the vocalist shine more so than making yourself look good because you got this crazy beat. It has to be a marriage between the vocals and in the production and stuff. And I felt like Pharrell really, really nailed it. And it's very, very Hell Hath No Fury, but like 2022 version. And then Kanye is like, there is a Daytona element to it, but, you know, 2022 version. And I feel like, yeah, man. Um, I thought I I think the album is fucking great. Like I've been playing that shit nonstop. But I was gonna say Brambleton. Uh, just so you remember, I love that record. Open air, I fucks with a lot. Also, um, 
Let the Smoke Shine the Coop, obviously. Like, there's so many. Um, it's just, it's fire. It's fire. And I almost yeah. wish that I did not hear Diet Coke, um, Hear Me Clearly, and some of those other things. Because if I, if I would have not heard those before this, and like, I would have been like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this is this is like one of the greatest fucking albums ever. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would have yeah, said. I mean, that, that's the point I was that's the point I'm trying to make when I say like it's almost I can't even put it in the same because if I heard it straight through like that and I'm like, holy shit, and hearing it all for the first time, like, nah, like this shit. And it is crazy, but it would have been even crazier. Oh, I got a question for y'all. So you go Jubug did oh, right, Yeah, what the fuck, Eric? No. Um, nah, my, uh, mine are, like, different from y'all, I feel like. Like, um, the top two tracks I'm playing now, and that's the thing, like, I've rotated between, like, what tracks I've been, I was playing the most. Like, at some point, it was just so you remember. At some point, it was Dreaming of the Past. Like, right now, it's called My Bluff. I, I can't get enough of that shit, and I pray for you. Like, I listen to I those shit. Malice. Malice. OD Malice and the Labyrinth. Like, like, I became, like, a huge Labyrinth fan because he does, like, the score of, like, Euphoria and shit. So, like, I fell in love with that sound. And then okay. just hearing it kind of come out of nowhere on this album and then for the outro track and then the Malice feature, it just it just went so hard for me. And, we need uh, that clip song. Hold my blood. And then if I had to pick a third, I, was in- I really fuck with the Kanye, both Kanye featured tracks, too. Um, I'm, I really, I, I usually fuck with, like, Kanye, like, soulful samples and stuff like that, like... I know. I think the difference is like y'all fuck with like the the more pure essence hip hop type shit. Yeah. And um, I fuck with a lot more like soulful shit. Um, that always gets me a little more. Um, so those would probably be. I can't. I can't even really choose between like dreaming of the past and I would probably lean dreaming of the past. Um, over like rock and roll, but I fuck with both of those too. But call my bluff and I pray for you are like the top two for me right now. Yeah. I- Not including like neck and wrist and diaco. I can't even like. I would say, bro, he has my bad. No, that guy. He has a fucking little Uzi ver- verse on a fucking drug dealing, cocaine, the- hardcore hip hop album, and nobody's complaining. No, I, exactly. And I would complain. So, yeah, I'm not like, like crazy I could about imagine people like, verse. how the fuck he's going to put little Uzi on this fucking album? Mm-hmm. Bro, it's all perfect. It's It's crazy. Yeah, go every I, I cut you off. Nah, uh, I was gonna say, um, fuck. Yeah, I feel like, um, if I had, I like the rock and roll song, but it's not one of my favorites off the project. Um, if there was one that I would say I would skip, it might be that. And no, don't get me, I don't really skip it, I'm playing the album through. Right, but I have ones that I kind of like um, play Things play again and loop more than yeah, others. Yeah. But I would say rock and roll for me is also at the yeah. bottom of the list. If you had to rank all the songs, yeah. that would probably be the last song on my yeah. list. But when I'm thinking about it, that's how I feel thinking about it. But like you kind of alluded to, when I listen to the album, I listen to it straight through, and I'm like, nah, none of this shit's whack. Oh yeah, like thinking back, I might think like rock and roll, man. It's all it's cool, but it's like the bottom of the totem for for the. And then I listen, I'm like, nah, like everything's flawless. And 
that's Pharrell and Kanye together, the only track that they produced together. Yeah, which is ironic. Um, <laughs> which is ironic. Yeah, I, have they ever produced a song together before though? In the past, that I might just not be. Yes, that might be the first song they I ever think on Watch together. the Throne. They did Watch the Throne. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would I would imagine maybe like the reason I didn't say or allude to like that being the first one ever because I would imagine when they had that crew um child child soldier rebel child rebel with, soldier child rebel CRS with yeah with Lupe they probably did some beats together and shit like that one record that came out probably they produced together and we just don't know you know yeah yeah um, but, um I like the point that you made with open air. I think you said it was like a mace flow that he used, or was it, or was it uh, no, call my bluff? Call my bluff. Yeah, that's that's that is the mace. That's flow. accurate. The tone. Yeah, but if you listen, listen to, there are a couple tracks on there where he's also doing the Biggie flow. If you listen to Brambleton, mm. there is Biggie influence in that track, and if you listen to uh, Open Air. 100% Biggie the way he's riding the the track and even some of the ad-libs the, like the ha-has that he's doing like mm-hmm. the way he's letting the track breathe and like the the pauses like is very calculated and he even yes. said um actually Pusha has uh, a recent Instagram post I'm going to pull it up um oh yeah where where he's giving uh flowers to puff exactly let me see if i can find it yeah and even when even on diet coke i felt like there was undertones of um like when he says um real g's like we hove and puff like i went and listened to that song and i felt like is it me or this beat sounds familiar like like if it was sampled for the fucking diet coke record well i mean i would have to listen again or closely but it's similar, those two beats. Pusha has always had uh always been influenced by Biggie. He's always talked about that. Like Biggie's one of his favorite rappers ever. Like, you know, um Yeah. But yeah, on Pusha posted he reposted a video clip of Puffy um praising the the project. And then he said in his caption, Anytime I've had a lack of inspiration, I search for you. When I throw my voice in the studio, mimicking B. I. G. And the writers, fans notice what they don't know is that it was you showing, it was you in 2015 showing me how to turn the corner and those verses to add magic to the song. You've always shared the codes with me, whether approving albums on the outdoor home speakers at the LA estate uh, to driving the the causeways on the golf carts through Miami Beach, just listening to mogul talk. I'll say all this to let you know, although Pharrell and Kanye executive produce Almost Dry, it is your DNA, your fingerprints, your spirit all over this motherfucker. Thank you for everything. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Big praise. 2015. I'm trying to figure out, like, because I was going to say, damn, does that mean he was working on Last Train of Paris? But Last Train of Paris was like 20, 2009. Never heard that way of uh, saying 2009. I mean, I was going to say 2010, <laughs> but then t- 2009 came in and shit. I'm going to start saying that shit. 2009, Yo, 2008. Back in 2002. <laughs> yeah, facts. But, yeah, like, bro, like you said, the Biggie shit, though, with, with Push, it's always been there. It's always been evident. And 
he's always bigged up, puffing big, yeah. and shit like that. So like there, like you said, like the way he takes those breaths, those those pockets where he stops, comes back, you can hear the Biggie flow. All right. Sure. So another uh, a question for you for y'all, like um, me and Aaron kind of spoke about this uh, the the other day, but so. Given the fact that the two main producers on this project are Pharrell and Kanye West, naturally, people are having discussions on who had the better production. So um, I want to open it up so this way we can offer our opinions um, and kind of, you know, basically, you know, explain why we feel that Pharrell had the better beats. Go ahead. <laughs> I want I want Jumbo to go first. Nobody nobody I mean, even picked Aaron up what I did me, right there, but it's all right. <laughs> I, I I picked it up. I Aaron picked it was up. telling me uh, he was like listening off the Kanye tracks versus the Pharrell tracks, and honestly, I think I lean like Kanye tracks, mm. but not because I'm like, oh, I, I love Kanye's. It's just I happen to fuck with those tracks more than the other tracks if you put them side by what about, side. All right. So you like the songs. I you like the songs better, but what I'm asking is do you like the exactly. production better? Well I don't even know who produced right, what so if I'll, you don't I'll say go it to through me. it. So on this project, Brambleton is Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Let the smoke shine a coop is Pharrell. Dreaming mm-hmm. of the past is Kanye. Neck and wrist mm-hmm. Pharrell. Just so you remember Kanye. Produced with others, but it's a Kanye one. That's something I was going to say, though. There's one flaw in Kanye's production on the out. He collabed with mad people. Which is typical for Kanye. Pharrell only collabed with people on one of the beats. The rest is strictly produced by Pharrell. Diet Coke, Kanye 88 Keys, Rock and Roll, Kanye, and uh, I think a couple others. Call My Bluff, Pharrell. Scrape It Off, Pharrell. Hear me clearly. I believe that's Kanye and somebody Kanye else, and yeah, yeah. two other people. Open air, Pharrell. I pray for you, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. See, I would say I. I feel like I lean Kanye in terms of those tracks. In terms of production, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't listen to it and think like, damn, I like this production on this track better so, than this. So, production so on the way this you track. listen I'm is more like, so kind of like overall. Because I'm, I'm. Yeah, because I mean, I didn't go into it like thinking about like. I wonder what Pharrell's production is going to sound versus Kanye's production. You know what I mean? Like, I I wasn't thinking of it that deep. I was just hoping to hear a good album. So, like, with that in mind, now I can go back and be like, let me really try to break it down and see. But just based off those tracks, like, I I lean to the Kanye tracks, I believe. And you got to listen to them in, like, different settings. Like, you got to listen on some loudspeakers. You got to listen in your headphones. Yeah, well, I'm limited in in that way. I know you're limited, but... I'm just saying, like when when you do it in those different settings, yeah, 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 it gives you can appreciate you more of the like, different, yeah, like yeah. different ways to tap into the basically what he's saying, how the sound the of it. Yeah. What, what I don't got fucking like I'm not putting I'm playing the shit on my phone or on my computer. I'm not like in a whip with some speakers. I'm not putting yeah. like professional. But that's that's what Aaron's man. basically alluding to because the Pharrell's the 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 sub on Pharrell, the kicks and snares on Pharrell's beats, they sounded different. Yeah, I, like I can't experience it that same way you got yeah. you gotta you gotta that's that's what i'm getting you for your birthday okay thank you a nice bluetooth speaker okay i'm not gonna argue with you <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, are you in agreement with bro. that um aaron 
in terms of the Pharrell? Because like that's where I lean. I lean no, Pharrell. He loves Pharrell. I lean Pharrell on this I lean album. Pharrell yeah. heavy, especially because that this could give the the viewers out there a good uh, insight to the type of people like me and Eric are when it comes to music. Like we're really, and that's something me and Eric connected on day one when albums drop, things like that. Me and Eric go to the albums. We listen right away. We might even have listening sessions. As we're listening, we're like, yo, who produced this? We're looking in the credits. We're, or if Eric's like, yo, I don't even know who produced that. I put, Yo, this person produced it. Or sometimes an album be so good that we're just like, yo, we didn't even look at the production. Who did this? Who did that? And then go back and like, me and Eric has always been like that. Like, that's just like the type of music fans we are. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not and, that um, deep with it. I know you don't go to, like you just sometimes like sometimes I can like tell. It. Like I remember, like for example, like a quick example. Remember you played me that Big Sean track, and I was like, "That shit sound just like uh, the Drake track off his last album, the shit that bumps." Mm. Was it's probably it's my it's one of my favorite Drake tracks off that album. Wait, it's on Drake's album? Yeah, it's on his last joint. Um, is it the one with Travis Scott? Nah, nah. It's it's like it's like the middle of the album. Hold on, I got you right now. But but what's what's your point that you said it sounded like? I said it sounded like so like it sounded the same. It sounded similar to to that track, and you said, "Oh, it's produced by the same person." Same person. Yeah. So like I could pick up on little shit like that sometimes, where I could just Mm. hear the sound, and I could be like, "Oh, I could tell this is probably, you know, like influenced or produced by this person." But I don't go into it like it's not something I'm looking for. Like I'm not like, "Damn, I need to know who produced it." Like. Sometimes, yeah. maybe if it really goes. Sometimes on, a but... track will come on with that the shit's hitting so hard that, I'm, that the first thing I think is like, "Who produced this?" Yeah. More so than even listening to the fucking lyrics. Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker. Oh, no friends in the industry was the track. Okay. Uh, and then Big Sean had dropped a song at some point after that. I love songs that are kind of melodic and soulful, but I'm a sucker for hard drums. So like. When you got tracks that are smacking you in the face, which is why I like, especially like the first two tracks are just like in my fucking wheelhouse. Like, you know, like yeah, to yeah, start yeah. the album. Cause they, they, especially the second one has a lot of energy to it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I was going to say, interesting. So I found this on Twitter. Um, there's a, there's a Twitter page called Hip Hop by the Numbers. I don't know if y'all heard of it or not, but. Okay, so I don't know how accurate this is, but I thought it was interesting. So they broke down Pusha T is Almost Dry um, by average Spotify streams per producer. So one thing to note, it looks like Pusha and his team kind of caught on to the the debate between Pharrell and him, and they re-released a playlist via Pusha where it's just, um, he has the the Pharrell tracks grouped together and then the Kanye tracks grouped together. So it's the same album, but it's just a different track list order to group, you know, who's part of the album it is or whatever. So kind of playing on the whole discussion to a degree. So Mm. per the hip hop by the numbers page, it says 2.7 million Pharrell, uh, 2.7 million listens for the Pharrell tracks. Pharrell has seven production credits, 4.6 million for Kanye's. He has six production credits. And, um, and then he did a poll 
whose beats do you prefer on the project? 30% said Pharrell, 70% said Kanye, which, and then at the time there were 10,876 votes. I was shocked at that. Not that Kanye got 70, I mean, uh, you know, won the poll, but 70 to 30 was fucking insane to me. I thought it would be closer. I would say the poll, you could kind of throw that out. Because once people read the names, they're going to have some bias. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of Kanye stands. Yeah, Pharrell Pharrell fans are different than Kanye fans. Kanye fans are like, yeah. But I think, I think, like, the better... I guess thing to look at is the first thing which you said, which was uh, listen, because that's more. A lot of people are probably like me that they're not going into it thinking like I'm gonna listen to the Kanye tracks only, or I'm gonna listen but to the Pharrell tracks. There are people that only. are like that too. No, there, they are, there are. But um, I would think that that's a better indicator than the poll where it says Pharrell or Kanye. Um, yeah. But also, then you have to think about the singles that were released, like Diet Coke, came out. Uh, first, so that's probably gonna have the most listens of anything, right? If I had to guess, I could be wrong, but and that's a Kanye produced track, so that's gonna skew it a little but bit. But does too. that go into the it should, the yeah. new playlist? It should, right? Yeah, because it's just all the so I would say, yeah, hear me clearly as well. Uh, hear me clear, yeah, it's two singles to one that was released for Kanye, Early. yeah, against Pharrell, and Neck and Wrist was the rip. last one of the three, it just got right? released yes. for like yes, exactly. two weeks ago. Yeah, a yeah week? it'll be no, skewed. a week before the album came out. Now it's about two. Or maybe a week and a half. A week and a half at least. Yeah. But yeah. So Kanye already got the edge on the listens right but there. It don't mean shit. It's just it's just something to kind of look at. I thought it was interesting. But shout yeah. Yeah. 90% of fans are fucking idiots. I agree. <laughs> Shouts to Push It Oh, he got his first number one Fuck project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Shout out to Push, number, First number one, one baby. project at forty-four years old, like twenty years, twenty years in the game. Damn, he's forty-four. Yeah. Forty-four. He old. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I didn't know till recently? That what? fucking Pusha and Malice aren't twins. Like I swore they were twins for so. Long. I swore they were twins too, but Malice is older. Yeah, by four years, I think yeah. I read. But I swore they were twins. Oh, I didn't even know that much. Oh shit! I thought Malice was only older by like two years Four. or some shit. I know when they first came out, I swore they were twins, and then I guess I just Everyone rolled did. with it, and I never cared to kind of look into it and be like. The whole thing was like, oh, he has braids because he wants to differentiate, differentiate from himself. his twin brother. Yeah. That was the whole thing everybody thought. Like, yeah, nah, Malice's Hell verse yeah. was hard though. Body did. Malice's verse was. I like hard. I like the detail of like I think Pusha came out and said it that he. That Malice told him to put him to list him on the feature as Malice, not yes. I was just gonna say that, which is dope. Ooh, I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. Expand. (laughs) I mean, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. That's all he said. (laughs) Go ahead, Eric. Eric probably has more details. I don't know the most detailed in the game. (laughs) There you go, Eric. That's two weeks in a row. Thank you. Appreciate it. Even though it was a backhanded <laughs> compliment, but you know, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> when the first time or the second I time? I feel like the second time. It's Wasn't many... both. At least one of them was okay. genuine. I don't remember the last time. That one, this one was genuine. All right. I think the last time was backhanded because uh, I think yeah. that was in the last episode. It, it could have been. <laughs> anyway, I'm not trying to stir no shit. shit. Nah, stir, stir. Go ahead. Cook, cook, cook up the pot. It. I don't remember. But uh, no, nah, I'm scared. Your hat says death. Yeah, what's up with that? 
This is a, you know that's one of the first things I noticed when we came on today. I was like, I was like, okay, my hat says Kings, but his says Death. This is a Mishka hat. I don't know if y'all remember that that uh that streetwear. Oh yeah, but I found it in my closet. Yeah, I used to pronounce it. I used to pronounce it Mishka. Is that incorrect? It, it's, it might be correct. It's it's a Russian. Oh, okay. It's a Russian name. I used to pronounce it Mushka. Okay, you just can't yeah, read. So. Nah, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> you just have issues but reading. Yeah. So nah, um. No, no, the malice stuff, I think I think what that could signal is more so like it could just be a return to the game and maybe a reuniting of him and Pusha. Because like he adopted the no malice persona when he went solo and he kind of started doing Christian rap. You know, like when he mm-hmm. left the clips, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he kind of like took a new direction in his life and... He got into religion and faith and, and kind of gave his life up to that. So, like, doesn't mean that he's leaving that necessarily. This is, but if you hear his verses, there's even, like, a curse or two, like, in there, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. He even said, um, he was like, I might just, I might, I might tell him something and then I might tell him to Bury go, like, all. finish Yeah, yeah, he would. Bury all shit, of right? them. Yeah, yeah. That's what he says. Bury yes. all of them. Yeah, like. Like he got, he was His like, yeah, I, I might tell you. Like I, I, was, I told you follow God, but then I might tell him to bury you. Like, on the phone with my I, I don't know the exact quote, but through the verse, like, nah, listen. Have to you this ever shit. heard "Hell Hath No Fury"? I just he went hard when I was young. You got to re-listen and to that. I just never returned to it. I probably got to re-listen because I've I've never been a big like Pusher fan. Okay. Like, not that I disliked him. It's just I not just on your radar. Never gave it a ton of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was moments where like I would have certain shit. In, in my playlist, but never like listening like thoroughly to like full projects yeah. where I'm like really uh, like engaged. Hell hath no fury, fear of God. The mixed Let me ask you a question. Given this project one. and is in in um after hearing it now, I've been sitting for it for almost a week or whatever. Um, when I said my Jada Kiss comment, do you want to re? Do you the I, I figured you would bring that up. Does it make um, you reconsider at least? I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying. I still I still think the argument that me and Aaron made is still valid in that Pusha he he's not giving you a bunch of music. So when he does, it's very like it's high quality always. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's very much because he's he's giving you less. Like less is more. He's a good example of less is more. And when he gives you that, you know, when he finally gives you something, it's like well done. It's it's thorough. It's 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 just doesn't do a ton of features. You know. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that was the argument that we kind of made. You did make that argument. Whereas Jada is like. Giving a feature to someone we might not even know, who's just paid him for the feature, and he's like, "Fuck it," and he'll jump on any record. You know what I mean? So, so it could lessen the quality of his work. I get that, but skill wise, skill wise, there some people may consider Jada. I'm I'm not dismissing that. I'm not dismissing that. But push, nah. But push it did. I wanted to clarify. I think for me, definitely made me think twice about it because I before you brought this up, I was already thinking about like. I wonder if Ari's gonna bring that <laughs> shit back up because low key that's I wanted now it to feels a little more valid. Though, yeah, I wanted to clarify though, like 
I like Pusher more than I like Jada. I just had to be devil's advocate from the perspective of where you I love Jada, by the way. Shouts to Jada. He's a legend. I love Jada. Always love the locks. Like, let's give him his flowers. He is a legend. But, and I had this argument also, like, with somebody. I have it with my younger brother. I always, he talk, he's a, he likes Fab. He's a Fab fan. But I always tell him, like, to me, Fab is cool. Another legend. I respect him. But in my opinion, I was like, outside of Loso's way, I don't really think Fab has a great project outside of the soul tapes, maybe. And those are not really official albums. Young OG. Eh. Well, like Young OG was what does he too. have that's a classic or 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 considered or at least close to one? I think Loso's way is the closest thing. Loso's so, way is the closest. And then yeah. if we just strip it down to him as a rapper, I in my opinion, Pusha T is a superior rapper to him. And in my opinion, it's not yeah. that close. And no disrespect to Fab. And the reason I say that is because as good as Fab is, he is very kind of formulaic. He's going to give you those kind of bars that are kind of like shit that you could put in your fucking social media kind of caption as a quote that females yeah, could yeah, use. I, I remember that phase. I remember but, that phase. That era of just mad fab lyrics as captions. Yeah, and it's, but the thing is that Pusha does his raps are bigger than mm-hmm. punchlines and captions. Like when he says something that's a punchline, it's like, how did he just even compare this to it's the word it's the word it's like, the word play like, how did delivery. he even put that in the same like homeboy said i'm cocaine's dr seuss like nobody could write the stories about cocaine the way he does like you know what i'm saying like oh a lot man. of what i was reading in comments too was like people were just like bro like all he does is coke raps you know what i mean and i'm like, glad you brought that up People kind of just trying to shit on him like that. I mean, look. So to that, Yase. My thing is this. Like, that's such a stupid. If it's broke, don't broke, don't Well, it's that, but it's also (laughs) this. Like, it's a stupid argument from that. If you think that all he does is rhyme about coke all the time, then you're really not listening. It's a lazy listen. And and also, Him as a drug dealer is a metaphor for more than for a lot of things. Actually, if you really dive into his music and his lyrics, it's it's kind of meaning through through a lot of things. Like so, he kind of takes you through that kind of like prism of like him when he was hustling and stuff like that. But he kind of goes in different areas. It's a metaphor, a larger metaphor for life and stuff like that, and trials and tribulations and stuff. But yeah, and. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, he glorifies it, but like, what is, so does Rick Ross, so do so many rappers, so does Jada Kiss, so do Styles P. I just think the difference between him is that he kind of stands alone, or just with very few. You got Hove, you got B.I.G., you got Pusha T, there's not, yes, there's not many... Good one, Jeezy. There's not many that do that shit as artfully as he does it. There's a difference. He's giving you luxury raps. It's just not coke raps. It's like there is a there is a certain lifestyle raps that he's giving. 
elegance to it. It's so weird. It's so weird that Eric said the word artful, artful, and like for some reason it really resonated with me when thinking about Pusha T. I was like, yeah, that's a great word. He is like real artful about it. And then you said elegance to it, and I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, somehow it's really (laughs) elegant. Like words that I wouldn't attribute to him. But like when y'all said it, I'm like, no. nah, like that's true. That, that sums is. up his whole style of of rapping about that shit. Like he's been that way. It's like you just gotta really, really like lock in on his catalog to really realize, like, oh shit, like he raps, yeah, about cocaine, whatever they want to complain about. But the way he does it has always been an art to it and an elegance to it. Like Yo. it's crazy. And now it's like on steroids. This was the most flawless like, way he's like ever verse, presented right on um just so you remember verse two just so you remember who you dealing with his pyrex talks but i'm the ventriloquist language different i'm damn near an immigrant a song with any of you niggas i'm disinterested i'm disinterested the needle is sharp but they ain't shooting insulin you missing a point these drums ain't timberlands missing the point missy missing the point i don't know if you know he's connecting that like it's just like the way he's putting those words together is just we fight for the bill. Yeah. Niggas still chipping in. You Google to death. The shit I get driven in. My boys in the hood is mixed with the menaces. The cane is sugar and cut by Dominicans. Kane is a character in menace to society. Yeah. So like society. the way he's yeah. tying all these words in, it's just like, that's the thing It's Boys in the hood, menace to society. The boys in the hood mixed with the it's menaces. Very, like, all of that is very oh big one on one. Like big was somebody. Like if you if you talk to a big hater in the same way, push. There were people back in the day who used to say that big just all he wrote uh, raps about his coke and he's a mafioso gangster rapper and shit like that. He really doesn't talk substance, especially if you're talking to a like a super Tupac fan who hated big. They would always point to like, oh, but, yeah. you know, look at what he's talking about. Like, he didn't talk about anything. And then, you know, look at what Pac was talking about, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like Big had a had a way to really kind of like be simple yet complex. Like he had. A- how, y'all, how, how y'all feel when he says she looks so good. I suck on her daddy's dick. How y'all, how y'all felt about that one? <laughs> I wasn't born when he said that. <laughs> no, I just want to throw Eric off. I, I, I knew Eric wouldn't take nah, that No, but well. I heard that was like an old school saying, low key, that Listen. like wasn't, there was no pause, nah, no that homo. Was, like, you know what was, it always reminded me of? That was an old school of? saying dude What it always reminded me of is Will Smith in The Fresh Prince where he goes, uh, girl, you look so good. I married your brother just to get in your family. That's what he said. And it reminds me of the same shit. It's like. Yeah, it's a variation you, of that. It's, that it's not so much. But he wanted to say, I'll suck on your daddy." I don't know if he wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but That's it's just the idea that, like, <laughs> the focus isn't supposed to be on the the what you're talking about doing. It's, the focus is supposed to be on, like, that's how close I'm trying to get to yeah. you. Well, more than more than that, it's a it's Obviously. a shock line. It's it's intended to kind of shock you and kind of like it's so bi early big. What you're referencing he came from like the lyricist lounge like backpack type of rap in that style like that's a battle kind of rap where it's like i'm gonna say something shocking or whatever pre-pause era 
pre no homo era. Like if he so would have yeah. said that now, the ad lib definitely would have been like pause in the back. He wouldn't oh, have said it. He wouldn't have said it. No <laughs> way back, he said it. Definitely would have never no said it though. Yeah. Young Thug yeah, could get away with that shit though. He could say that. Young Thug should should like uh sample it. I feel like Young Thug probably has said it. <laughs> he should just name his album that Young Thug. Why not? <laughs> that he would definitely go platinum. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll go double wood. Pause. Whoa, double wood. <laughs> on the you look so good, y'all suck on your daddy's what? <laughs> Come on. Do- There's no way that wasn't <laughs> me, intentional me, by Eric. If that was unintentional, that was unintentional. Yo, let, no. let, give me some credit for the no, double entendre. No that was okay. That was <laughs> credit. I don't know. You I don't are know witty, anymore, but, but I'm not sure right now. <laughs> Of course, I fucking said it so he can say no homo and pause. Like that was perfect nah, setup. Nah, I don't okay. know. Oh, like no. I said, oh no, no more. Like I said, I'm over thirty, so like I don't have to pause a no homo me. So like I don't, yeah. I don't care. Ain't nobody did it to Biggie when he was 21 yeah. saying it. <laughs> Yo, you want to pause me in the comment section? Like, go ahead. I don't care. Yo, to be honest though, I could talk the whole episode about this Pusher album. Yeah. I do want to touch on though. The Kid Cudi situation. Um, Kid Cudi ended up being on the album on the same track as Ye. I've seen things where literally Push said that that was the last record to get cleared because of the Cudi situation. And pretty much Cudi hit him and was like, I'm only doing it because I love you. But I cannot, you know what's going on. Like, I cannot fuck with Kanye right now. Over it's over the Pete Davidson situation. Kanye called him out on Instagram, and he yeah. felt hurt about that. And they had a back and forth. So like, it sucks to see. Um, listen, this is not the first time they had kind of disagreements and fell out and didn't stop working with each other. So like, hopefully, in the future. But who who knows? This could be it. Could be the final straw. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cuddy could have not cleared that record. It would have been all right. <laughs> yeah, we could have had somebody else do that hook over with. We don't. We we didn't need the extra added a distortion and effects on it. That's one of my issues with that song. Like I felt like Cuddy's part. I felt the chorus was like uh, wasn't his best, yeah. and I felt like I didn't like the effects that they put on it. Yeah. Personally, I honestly it, I love Kanye's part on that though. When he's like, um you expected me to lie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. I like that part. Shit. I, like I like Kanye's I like verse at the end of uh Dreaming of the Past. Oh yeah. It was short though. I like when he, he said became thing. a minister, so I gotta be shine. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, flawless fucking album. I he say, had the the Fresh Prince line also was dope. Where he's oh, like, yeah. Could have bought the house, but I like the way the kitchen design. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my dope. God. But, yeah, I want, like, I would say right now, bro, like, only out a week. And I would say this is a classic album. If nobody considers it a classic right now, it's eventually going to be considered a classic. The verses don't miss. The beats don't miss. I prefer Pharrell over Kanye on the album, but that's not to say Kanye had whack shit because none of these songs are whack, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and also like if you don't consider it a classic, that's cool. Like I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not knocking you. If you think it's whack or you think it's mid, then um, you know what the fuck you're talking about. That's why I stand on that. Like I don't know how how else to say it though. Like, like I've been listening to music for a while. Like this is a good fucking album, really good album. So like, yeah, all right. You know, like fucking uh, topic aside, yeah, you don't like that he rhymes about coke. Well, like, I'm not gonna tell Taylor Swift to stop rhyming. Uh, I mean, start fucking singing about uh, br- uh, uh, fucking past relationships being and being heartbroken. Yeah. Like that's her bag. Yeah, everybody got their bag. You know, like so. Yeah, you know, whatever. Exactly. And as the more casual listener of the group, I tend to agree with both of you on this topic. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it's it it covers it on all fronts. It's like the the more real, true, passionate hip hop fans, and even the more casual listener. There's something know, for everybody. I don't know how you can't fuck with this. Yo, speaking of Elon Musk and Pusha T, though, I wanted to tie in where I was going to tie in. So, oh, I forgot uh, you wanted to tie the Elon yeah, yeah. into that. So, Elon Musk, if you're living under a rock, um. He just purchased or a brick. Uh, fucking Twitter for $44 billion. But uh, why $44 billion? So initially he became... Was... Initially he became a shareholder in the company and became a board member. Mm-hmm. Then a little after that, he resigned from the board and was <laughs> discussing openly on Twitter about wanting to buy Twitter. People don't know. He's pretty active on Twitter. He actually... You know, even in the comment section, he'll respond to threads and stuff like that occasionally. I feel like people. Yeah, yeah. so um, he's the closest thing to probably what Tony Stark that we have, if you really think about it. For real. Right. So love him or hate him, you know, like sometimes he rubs people the wrong way. But um, yeah, so he bought it with the purpose of making the company private. And then making Twitter open source. So this way, and he wanted to also kind of like uh, peel back some of the restrictions that you have on Twitter. Um, It's all in an effort, according to him, to promote free speech because he feels as though Mm -hmm. Twitter is kind of like the closest thing that we have on social media to um, a town hall, so to speak. And he wants everybody's voice to be heard. So there's some blowback to that because obviously there are certain people who have been banned from Twitter, like Donald Trump, Donald Trump. like uh, Alex Jones, uh, a couple other people who said Me. things that you nah, since when? How long <laughs> <have> you been banned? <laughs> um, shit. If I was running Twitter, I'd ban you. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, um, nah, I'm fucking with you. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a little controversy because a lot of people don't know where this is going to lead. You know, is it just going to be a free for all or, or is he going to just let everybody back? Whatever. Um I feel like a lot of people are kind of making it a bigger deal than it is. Like let's just see what the fuck happens yeah, once yeah. it gets approved and let's see then go from there. React what the fuck's real the worst time. that could happen? Trump's going to be back on Twitter. He's not fucking hurting yeah, nobody on Twitter. Right. Like well, he's just making himself look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yes, that is that is some. one way to look at it, but 
to others, he's inciting riots. Exactly. But he's not the president anymore. Like, but he still well, has influence. Still influence. I, I don't have he still has tons of influence. You know, but that's, yeah. you know, so you know, you know, there's still people that are like, that's my president. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> but but getting to what I was gonna say, um, let me see if I can find it. Shit. So Elon tying into Pusha T. Elon says he tweeted two hours two hours ago. He tweeted, "Next, I'm buying Coca Cola to put the cocaine back in." Yeah, I, I just read that. Yeah. I just literally read that. When Why I did he, is that real? <laughs> he's joking. No, he's fucking he's trolling. Trolling. Yeah. So hope, Coca- he should have put an LOL after that. <laughs> but Coca Cola, nah, Coca Cola. You you know why? Because not putting the LOL gets more people talking. Because now they're like, is he serious? Yeah. And, that's and also Coca Cola at one point did have cocaine in it. I know the original well, Coca Cola. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love Coca Cola. Yeah. I thought I thought you had Pepsi. Guy. Your no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. I'll take any. <laughs> As long as there's no cocaine in it. <laughs> yeah. Great tie-in. Yeah, so that wow, Elon's a funny guy. Yeah, so I don't think it's much I think it's much ado about nothing if you were being honest. Yeah. You know. But now that you brought yeah. that up about Elon, the forty four billion still seems like way too much to me. Didn't Jack Dorsey buy it for like fucking ten million or some shit? Like well, I think Jack, Jack Dorsey was one of the founders, so I don't think he bought it for that. Didn't unless he, unless he purchased it a bigger stake. Nah, afterwards. I think there was another guy that Jack Dorsey bought it from. Unless he, bought I could a be wrong. Share. I could be wrong. I, I thought he was the original founder, but I could but yeah. be wrong. Um, supposedly, they're all, he's also going to be doing things like working to kind of get rid of like spamming. And bots, he's gonna verify all the humans on the app. Like it's gonna be a hard thing to do, but like I said, he's gonna open the algorithm up for like regular programmers to kind of also like shadow banning is one big thing that a lot of people uh, have accused Twitter of doing. And because mm-hmm. Twitter is a is a, I feel like Instagram does. Yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, a lot of social media uh, a lot of the apps, apps have been accused of that. So basically, shadow banning. For people who don't know is essentially like um, some of these social media apps have the power to kind of um, keep your posts limit and your, limit reach. your reach from reaching out to people. So like certain things that you post might not get to all your followers like they normally would they're not gonna and they're not going to push it. So they could be selective in the way they choose to do that. What he's advocating for is that he wants it. He wants to end that so this way it's like everybody people like they don't pick and choose based on whether it be political reasons, financial reasons, who they're gonna push. Like if I don't like this person or what he's saying, or I have a beef with this person, like they're gonna make it so that everybody like it's more equal. Like, but that's easier said than done. We'll see how that works out. I don't think it's but, a bad idea, but nice. yeah, like you said, it might not be easy to do. Yeah, yeah. So um also this has nothing to do with Twitter, but this back to music. Kendrick Lamar announced the album dropping in May. What's the official album title? Uh, Mr. Mr. Morale, Mr. Morale and, and the, the Big, big Steppers. Steppers. Which, if we believe P- 
Pusha has one of the best albums of the year. A classic. Give it another two weeks. Do we see Kendrick kind of like overshadowing and making people totally forget about? I mean, it definitely it definitely overshadows it in the mainstream. Mainstream, I feel like you're not going to hear nothing about Pusha no more now because of this. Yeah, like it definitely overshadows it in the But mainstream. the bar has been raised. I can't really have... But the bar yeah. has been raised. Kendrick got to come with it, which I believe he will. Yeah. But... but... I believe he will also, but I believe he will in a different way. And Kendrick is a type of artist that it might not be immediate. So there's an immediacy when you listen to the Pusha album. The the beats are knocking. His lyrics is straightforward, dope. And you get it. There's nothing to really kind of like bang your head against the table, kind of like trying to figure out. With Kendrick, he always throws curveballs. So you don't know what direction he's going to lean in. Are we going to get another to pimp a butterfly? Maybe. Are we going to get something like that's kind of like a dam, which is a little bit to pimp a butterfly, but also has elements of like good kid, mass city and some of his other projects. Like we don't know. There's something about damn that we, we talked about. I don't know if it's on any podcast that came out yet, but we talked about Kendrick's discography and damn. And, one thing I forgot to mention was like also like the outside the box shit Kendrick did on Damn was like he titled certain songs Fear and then rapped about fear. He tied which is one of my favorite songs on that album, by the way, Fear. Um, Love and then made a song about love. Like Lush. you know what I'm saying? Like he God, gave it one like... word and then rapped about yeah. that word. That was totally different that I feel like people have not done in hip hop. Also, the album was in reverse. I totally forgot. You could listen to the album in reverse. Like, how's, when, how's when he going to top that? Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck could he do, like, different now? Like, this album you could play in silence. And he, also, he, also won a Pulitzer, <laughs> yeah, he also won a Pulitzer Prize uh, for that album. It was the first rapper to ever win a Pulitzer Prize. Pulitzer Prize. Exactly. Wow. I'm pronouncing that wrong, but yeah. But yeah. Um, I was also going to say, was it me and you, Aaron, that we was talking about his album release dates? Oh, yeah. And, like, they've all released a month and a day after each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A co- or a month. It was a month, a month and, and a day, A month and a day. Right? So, um, his... A month and a... His last album would have been for... April 14th. 12? No. Because they said the oh. next one's going to oh, be June okay. 12th. So, his first okay. um album came out March uh 15th. Right, the sec um no 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 to pimp a butterfly 14th. was March fifteenth, damn was April fourteenth, and this is coming out May thirteenth. So I said, oh, his next album is probably gonna be so we could say his next album is gonna be June twelfth, whether it's next year or another year, but yeah, yeah, that's so that's it. and and I it would be hard for me to believe that that's not being done on purpose by him. I don't know, cause like. How do you? Because you got to understand also. Fridays albums have to drop on a Friday I was gonna or say. And at that's some point. May thirteenth is a Wednesday. Friday. Yeah, May thirteenth. So like, is a how Friday. do you know next time when you want to drop on June twelfth, 
like it's gonna come on a Friday. You gotta wait. You gotta wait for the year that June twelfth is a Friday. If he's literally he's doing shit you know, like that. Then that's fucking then he's crazy. Wilding. Like he's he's on another level. How do how do you? I mean, that's the thing with Kendrick though. He's the type of artist that does a lot of conceptual stuff, and there's a lot of thought put into the concepts behind his albums, and even the imagery. And like you guys mentioned, the song titles, but. It could just be a simple coincidence, but because he's the type of yeah, artist that exactly. he is, we might be giving him more credit. Yeah, we're credence. giving him that yeah. credit. But mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, it's just the way the stars aligned, which is perfect for an artist like Kendrick. What do you yeah. guys think is going to be the rollout for this? Because we haven't heard a single yet. Is is he just going to drop it all at once and no no lead up singles? Nah, we'll get at least one single, I think, within the next two to three weeks. I don't know that we do. I don't think we do. I feel like he's capable of just dropping. I think he's gonna get one. I think he's gonna drop it. And and I feel like I feel like he'll just drop it. And if we get anything, it would be more similar to like, do you remember like the Family Ties, Baby Keem shit, mm. where it was, was like a ten second clip of him rapping in the video, but it was like fifteen seconds and it was backwards. I like, think it could be something like that. Just some like something real small like that. Mm. That's how I could see. Honestly, it. though. But, um, since I saw him at Coachella with those cowboy boots on, I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. For real, like he's a big stepper. He's a big like stepper. okay. He's really big stepping. Like he's jumping off the horse with the big steps. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the dopest thing because you don't know what you're gonna get from him. At all, I don't think there hasn't been any information about this project, like the producers on it, no feature lists, nothing. And I love it because it's so contrary to what you get nowadays with the typical album setups, where it's like we already future album haven't come out, and we already know he has a Kanye feature, he has a bunch of other features. It's like, all right, it's cool, it builds anticipation, but like Kendrick, like J Cole. Not a lot of details. They're kind of mysterious, you know, like, so it's like, you don't know what you're going to get until you get it for the most part, which is dope, you know? So I'm looking forward to it. I'm a huge Kendrick fan. So like, you know, I'm ready, you know, like, but, um, I was going to, but it's up to us to keep pushing alive while Kendrick comes out. Sure. And also, yo, low key, um, I don't know if we had this discussion here before, but like, I believe with this recent album, I think Pusha really planted his flag for that best rapper alive kind of debate, in my opinion. I think J. Cole. Now you're going too far. No, I'm not. I think (laughs) J. Cole. So J. Cole dropped the album last year. I think J. Cole has had a firm kind of lock on that the last several years. And there's been others like Benny the Butcher. Oh, wow, I love to hear that. Conway. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you do. Benny the Butcher, Conway, um, uh, Freddie Gibbs, Nas has had a resurrection. There's a lot of guys you could kind of put in that conversation who are doing their thing. But I think like overall, I think, Cole has a really strong argument because what he's been doing in terms of features and how active he's been for the last two, three years. Um, but this new album, you know, Cole dropped his project last summer, right? Or last spring. I think last spring. Yeah. So it's been a year. 
He does have the new track where he bodied that feature with the with the R and B chick from from uh from London. Uh, London was it? Uh, the track is called London. She's Bia. Bia. There you go. Yeah, uh, she's she's not from London. She's not. The track is I called. She, track I thought she had an accent. Like I saw her in the interview. No, she put an she accent in like the she song. Has an oh, okay. accent, but yeah. So. Yeah, she's the one who did. Uh, I it's wear all my jewelry money. just to go to the oh, bodega. That's, that's her. Oh shit! Yeah, that's her. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, the fact remains, it's though. I feel like he bodied that fucking verse, though. He did. He did. His flow was crazy. Oh, yeah, oh my god! But I yeah. feel like, like I said, push a planet the flag is like, yo, like I'm here type shit. Also, like, in my opinion, I like. I think this project. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's somewhere. This project there. definitely kind of. He's somewhere hanging out. You know. I mean, if you want to look at it from 2022, he's hands down the best rapper of 2022. Nobody has put out anything better than him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know? yeah. yeah, that's a better argument. But you said best rapper alive. Well, right like Kendrick now, drops in like, like and Kendrick drops in like two weeks. Well, that's why I said it though. too. That's why I said it. Talk, talk to me in two Listen, weeks. Listen, when, when I'm talking about a live, I'm talking about... Talk to me Saturday talk, after Future drops. I'm talking about active. <laughs> future. <laughs> Aaron Aaron uh, had to fit that in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, yeah, like, I'm I'm excited, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what Kendrick has up his sleeve and, and stuff. But, um... Any honestly, excuse me, I'm I'm eating a French fry. Um, I think J Cole's last album was flawless as well. But as a J Cole fan, some would say Stan. I would say it's almost dry is better than off season. I would agree. I know you would agree. I didn't ask you that. <laughs> I, could be, I could be unbiased. Nah, I know. I'm joking. Um, yeah. I'll say this. This J. Cole, all the respect in the world I give him, but for me personally, his albums, and I don't know if Junebug feels this way. I know Aaron definitely doesn't, but his albums sometimes don't have the replay factor for me. I knew that was um, what you were going to say. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still bumping his shit. I messed with off-season. Shit was dope. But, like, for me, it kind of came and went. It was a moment. It was dope while I was listening to it. But then it's like, all right. You know what I mean? And maybe that just boils down to preference and, like, I like who I like. Cause, or other music that came. Yeah, back, I just know, feel like time. he doesn't always put out music or at least... All right, let me say this. There are definitely songs that I will replay of him that I really like, but he doesn't have many projects for me that really stick to your rib where it's like, yo, I got to play this again. I just can't get enough. You know what I mean? Like Forest Hill Drives maybe is probably the one that I would point to if I had to point to anything. I feel like that's his best project overall. Although, you know, off season is a contender in that conversation as well, but that's just me. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like a lot of his shit lacks replay value for me sometimes. I mean, y'all already so, know, y'all know me, but for the fans out there or the people listening, yeah, I I play his shit over 
<laughs> got replay value to me. I'm a, I'm a fan of for your eyes only. Like I'll take the fold and close the one that I felt like That's one of the ones that I felt like had the least replay value. Yeah, so that me. I'll take the fold and close songs out, and that's almost a perfect album. Nah, right keep there. that shit on because man, fold and close. You don't know how many times I fell asleep to that record on the train on that train ride home. <laughs> so that shit was necessary for me. That shit got me through many rush hour days, like rush rush hour in the city and stuff back home on that A train. Nah, I don't want to hear that. That's disrespect to me. Nah, I'm giving him his flowers. <laughs> nah, but the record alone, the, the, the album title record for your eyes only, to me is one of the greatest records ever. One of the best stories ever told. One of the best pr- no, perspectives. Yeah. I thought For like, Your Eyes Only that, was his To Pimp a Butterfly in some ways. In some ways it was. It was yeah. it, It's not exactly like that, but I'm talking about more of a, it was his attempt at being conceptual, right? So like, and it was polarizing because you got some people who love it. And then some people are like, ah, that shit wasn't for me. I don't get it. I don't understand the hype. Same thing for Pimp a Butterfly. There's people who will call it a classic. And then there's other people be like, uh, I understand what you was trying to do. I respect it. It got some dope shit, but like, I can't really rock with it like that. So it's like, you know, that's why I compare them. Right. Right. And um, yeah, other than that, fucking... This is Kendrick's last album on TDE. Yeah. Which is, that is a big PG deal, Lang. You know? I mean, yo, I just, it's going to be a new. Uh, I just figured out what PG Lang means. Did you, did you get that? So Dave Free. PG Lang, fool. Sutton Language. Yeah. So Dave Free just tweeted, I think today or yesterday. PG is the operating system. Bring your files. Let's work, co developers. And then he says PG Lang slash program language. Kind of dope. Program language language. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, and if you've been to the if you've been to the site, the site looks like it just has a folder. And it's like mm-hmm. uh it almost looks like really like it's not even a high quality folder. It almost looks like a desktop. And it like the old Windows 2000. Yeah, or some shit like Windows 95. It's oh, like yeah. pixelated. Yeah. And it and when you open it up, it has like the press release that Kendrick recently released to announce his album and stuff like that. And But it's like, it's very bare bones. It almost looks like you're entering like um, some fucking C++ JavaScript shit that you're about to see, or like some coding stuff. Like, it's very, <laughs> it's very like, minimalistic in that way that's cool so yeah anything else y'all wanna talk about touch on before we wrap up nah I think that's uh, free all the homies free all the homies always (laughs) yeah shout out to all the big steppers how much how much how much listeners you think we got in jail in jail? Yeah. You're saying free all the homies, so it's like, you think... At you least think one. At least one? <laughs> Shouts to you, my dude. Like, keep your head up. Or it could be a female, too. I don't know. Where? Yeah. Free shorty. <laughs> free shorty. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but on that note, 
you know, tune in next week. We'll be back, of course, as always. Other than that, make sure y'all like, subscribe, comment, turn on the notifications, share. Word, word. Also, Tell also, a also respect the new mics that uh that Aaron and Junebug have. Like, if you're watching this and you're not listening on YouTube, like, yeah, you know, like we 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 stepping up, we stepping up, oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little behind, but you know, it's going up. I'll get there. We're investing, yeah, in yeah. our dreams. So keep supporting our dreams. Yes, thank you. And we'll support y'all back as soon as we can. You know what I'm saying? Because the goal is to get to another level. Eventually, we gonna want to do live shows, and we want all of y'all, all of our people there. So let's just keep rocking with the rocking. <laughs> what are you, Nardwart? Just yeah. Keep on rocking in the free world. The free world and do 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 do. Love these all that. Nah, I can't do it. Peace. Peace.